Cross to Fern Hill, from High Cross Hill to Halfway, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio, one hundred seven point nine FM, your local station. Telling your story on Cam Glen Radio. Hello and welcome to Telling Your Story. My name's Joy and I'm joined this week with Brenda and some guests. It's a packed show all about epilepsy. We're going to be hearing people's personal experience of it, um, how they were diagnosed, how long they've been living with epilepsy, how it impacts their mental health. Lots of amazing music as well. And actually, the music has been chosen by our guests. So stay tuned. What we're going to do is start with a story from Ross Anderson, who actually put it, put us together with our guests from Epilepsy Scotland today. Now, Ross is involved with Healthy and Happy um, and met Brenda at the Book Club. So he's provided his story in written form and Brenda is going to read it on his behalf. Thank you very much, Ross. And Brenda, over to you. It all began in 1981 while serving with the Royal Air Force. I was studying to become an electronics technician and on annual leave in the summer. I was on holiday in Arran. In Brodick, I had an argument with my other friends and went my own way back to the tents. Crossing over a farmer's field, I was electrocuted. That much I can remember. I woke up some 20 minutes later, if that, shocked. Then in November of that same year, back at RAF Cosford, there was a test with apparatus with live electrics. I prodded the test leads the other way round and bang, I had electric shock. What saved me was the thick black mat on the floor. As a result, the normal activity of certain brain cells result in the person suffering a fit, an attack, a seizure or convulsion, which all mean the same thing. I took a seizure Christmas, December 1981. The RAF doctors got connected and I was reselected to parachute retrieval but didn't settle. On leaving the RAF, I did 10 good years as a computer programmer, 1982 to 92. In 1985, I had my first epilepsy automatism, all set to go to Rhodes on holiday with a girlfriend, but on the night before travel, I went, underwent some disturbing thoughts and I was unable to travel to the Greek islands, split with a girlfriend. In 1990 in London, had the interview, got the job as another computer programmer, I suffered at my second epilepsy automatism. This type of seizure takes the form of a person with a condition undertaking a complicated journey, asking for directions and buying tickets, threading his or her way through traffic and continuing to do so for periods of half an hour or less, or for several hours. Yet the person appears completely normal to everyone who sees him. The police finally found me by a railway line and helped me to St George's Hospital in London. 
I convalesced back in Scotland with parents until I secured a job in Fife. In 1992, I was working in Fife, Kilcordy, and experienced my third automatism. This type of seizure is akin to complex partial seizures, which is the same as temporal lobe epilepsy, and took the form of behaving in the same way in the London 1990 episode. I was hospitalised in Strathden Hospital in Fife and convalesced until recovery to settle in Glasgow in 1993. From there, in 1993, I did a lot of voluntary work, befriending, and now I'm close to a good friend who has severe mental illness. On a more positive note, we meet every two weeks for lunch and a game of chess. In 1997 was like winning the lottery and gaining worthwhile employment after five long years in the doldrums. I was a job coach to find integrated employment for disabled people with the WISE group. Out of the segregated employment such as Capability Scotland at that time. Yeah, I had an extra tenner on my benefits and a free bus pass throughout Glasgow. I had four good years in proper employment and integrated employment. By 2007, I was stabilised with the good help of the NHS and specialists and now operate my own small publishing company, Self-Reliance Publishing. Maintain my website, www.selfreld.co.uk. I had a very good support from the Scottish Association for Mental Health, where they had a project for those with mental illness to undertake gardening or computing. My CPN Stephen placed me in the gardening project, but I chose computing as I used to be a programmer. So, in conclusion, seizures can, over a long time, be controlled with the proper medication and regularity may be reduced to a minimum or even nil. Epilepsy is just a word which represents many different types of the condition. Remember the seizures thresholds can rise to a safe level. It is possible for people with the condition to recover to a health state of mind. This is my story by Ross. Telling your story on Cam Glen Radio. You're listening to Telling Your Story on Cam Glen Radio. My name's Joy and today's show is all about epilepsy. Uh, we are delighted to have a couple of guests with us talking about their experience, answering some questions and sharing um, their their stories and their music choices with us. So please welcome uh, David Coates, who's the Communications Officer with Epilepsy Scotland and... Anna Curry, who is a supporter of Epilepsy Scotland. She's agreed to share her experiences of living with epilepsy for the Telling Your Story show. Anna's been living with epilepsy since she was um, 12 years old and uh, she is very keen to raise awareness about epilepsy and um, you know how we can support people who are living with epilepsy. But first, here's a piece of music. David, could you explain what uh, the first piece of music is? Uh, the first track that I've picked is Elton John, I'm Still Standing. Uh, Elton John developed epilepsy as a young man. 
And people with epilepsy have to deal with a number of challenges and so show great resilience to get on with life. And I think this song reflects that. questions uh for yourself and i wonder if we can maybe ask you these questions first before we come to anna so to start can you tell us a bit about what epilepsy actually is yeah uh, epilepsy is one of the most common neurological conditions in the world um, it's often defined as the tendency to have repeated seizures which start in the brain around fifty-eight thousand people in scotland have epilepsy and a seizure can be triggered by other medical condi- conditions, such as a heart condition. And these would need to be ruled out first before a diagnosis of epilepsy can be made. A seizure can also be a one-off triggered by extreme events, such as sustaining a serious head injury, being exposed to high temperatures or, or binge drinking. And as many as 1 in 20 people will have a one-off seizure in their lifetime. Yeah, 
there are over 40 different types of seizures. Um, some seizures are obvious, while others are more subtle to detect. Um, Tonic-clonic seizures are probably the most recognisable type of seizure. This is where a person will lose consciousness and fall to the ground. They will stiffen, and this is called the tonic phase. And jerk, also known as a convulsion, this is called the clonic phase. And breathing may become irregular and colour may drain from their lips. And the person may make grunting noises, bite their tongue or cheek, or they may become incontinent as well. After a couple of minutes, the jerking usually stops and the person will slowly recover. They may feel groggy, sleepy and confused for some times afterwards. And they may also have a headache or sore arms or legs. Other seizures are not as recognisable, such as absence seizures. This will see the person have a brief loss of consciousness and the person will usually remain still and stare into space. This could be a blank stare or a blink for a few seconds. The person may be unresponsive to speech and touch and their posture may change slightly. Uh, absence seizures are more common in children and can take place many times a day. And they can often go unnoticed um, due to the fact they're mistaken for people daydream. And frequent absence seizures during the day can also affect the child's concentration and learning at school. So epilepsy can affect anyone in respect of their age, gender, background, um, but it's more common in childhood and in later life. David, thanks very much for, for all that, that information there about what epilepsy is. And, you know, we started looking at some of the symptoms and the experiences of someone who who, who might uh, be having um, one of the many types of seizures you spoke about. What other impacts can epilepsy have on a person? And no two people experience epilepsy in exactly the same way. For one person, epilepsy can mean complete seizure control or medication. For another person, it can mean uncontrolled and frequent seizures despite medication. We always say that epilepsy is most than seizures because it can have a big impact on a person's life. For example, it can have an impact on someone's independence, confidence and self-esteem. They may become scared of having a seizure in public and be reluctant to go out on their own. If you have a seizure of any kind, you must stop driving immediately and notify the DVLA. Not being able to drive can impact someone's job, lifestyle, uh, independence as well. And this in turn can lead people with epilepsy to become angry, um, upset or depressed as they sort of grieve for the life that they used to, used to have. Many people affected by epilepsy can experience problems with their memory, um, as a seizure often affects a person's short-term memory. And some people with frequent uncontrolled seizures can find it difficult to remember things from their past. And this can be deeply upsetting as people may forget important family moments such as a child being born or, or their wedding day. If you have seizures that are frequent and unpredictable, it can have an impact on the type of work they can do. And they may also have to be supported by, by benefits. So people associate epilepsy with seizures, but there's a lot more that comes with the condition and the impact of the person um, than just the seizures. Uh, the next song um, is Prince Purple Rain. Um, Prince experienced childhood seizures and experienced a number of challenges growing up, such as being teased about his condition. And purple is a colour that is associated with epilepsy, as lavender is recognised as the international flower of epilepsy. Thank you. 
tell us a bit about the types of treatment now for epilepsy because I know I, my mother had a friend 55 years ago and there wasn't much that could be done for her and uh, her mother sent her to stay with us so I'd like to know now what what treatments are available 
yeah. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, there's no cure for epilepsy. So, however, the majority of people can achieve good seizure control um, with the right treatment. Um, the most common treatment for epilepsy is anti-seizure medication. Um, they work by prevent seizures from happening. Between 50 to 70% of people can become seizure-free with the right medication. Like all other prescribed medication, anti-seizure medication can have side effects. These commonly include tiredness, um, lethargy, drowsiness, and weight gain or, or weight loss. In many cases, side effects are mild and tend to fade once the body has become used to the medication. Um, people should discuss any concerns about certain side effects with the doctor or epilepsy specialist nurse. It may suggest adjust, adjusting the dosage um, or switching you to a different anti-seizure medication. Um, also, you should never stop taking your anti-seizure medication unless advised by your medical team. Uh, surgery is also usually an option for a small number of people. Um, suitability would depend on several factors, such as the cause of epilepsy and the type of seizures that a person has. However, once deemed suitable, there is often a high uh, success rate with surgery and it can result in full seizure control or at least a significant reduction in seizures. People are usually considered for surgery when a number of anti-seizure medications um, have been tried without controlling their seizures. The process to access suitability for surgery can be lengthy and involves detailed tests. Um, this will minimise the risk of surgery affecting important functions like memory or speech. As with all surgery, there are risks and a successful outcome is not always guaranteed. If you're deemed suitable for surgery, you will always will have plenty of opportunities to discuss all this with your epilepsy specialist and also neurosurgeon as well. Oh, so there's quite quite a few options these days. And and what happens if you somebody has an epileptic seizure when you're around? What what should you do? Do you, do you turn them on the side, or what's the what can we do to help them? Um, if someone is having a tonic-clonic seizure, um, they should follow these sort of steps. So we usually would time the seizure. So once the seizure starts, it will usually stop on its own. Um, but if the seizure lasts five minutes or longer, you, you should call an ambulance. Um, also, you should check the airways. So you loosen tight neck wear, make sure nothing is obstructing their breathing, um, and also cushion their head to prevent injury. Do not put anything in a person's mouth or between their teeth, this can cause injury to them and also cause injury to yourself. Um, also, we look at safety, so clear space around the person, moving any objects that may be harmful, reassure others who may be around at the time, and explain what you what you are doing. Um, we suggest only to move the person if they are in danger, for example, if they are on a busy road uh, or they are at the top of the stairs and make the person comfortable and remove any um, spectacles if they're wearing any. If possible, turn the person onto the side into the recovery position during the jerking phase of the seizure and stay with the person once the seizure is over and slowly recover from the seizure. Uh, only call an ambulance if it's the person's first seizure, as you're aware. Uh, they have injured themselves beyond first aid. They may have inhaled food, liquid or vomit. And the jerk can last for five minutes or longer than is usual. And once a seizure follows with no full, also one seizure follows another with no full recovery in between, and the person is having problems breathing um, after the seizure has stopped. And um, for most other seizures, it's about making sure the person is safe 
and you stay with them until they have fully recovered. If they have injured themselves, call an ambulance. Only if the injuries are beyond um, first aid. More information can be found on our website at www.epilepsyscotland.org.uk. The next track is Neil Young, Heart of Gold. Um, Neil Young developed epilepsy as an adult during his 60s. He once said that seizure felt like you slipped into some other world. And he found it difficult to perform on stage in case he noticed signs that a seizure was imminent. It's a familiar feeling for some people with epilepsy who are anxious and worry about when the next seizure will come. Cross to Fern Hill, from High Cross Hill to Halfway, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM, your local station.
The next track is Susan Boyle, I Dreamed a Dream. Um, Susan Boyle was diagnosed with epilepsy when she was a child and struggled with epilepsy for her childhood. By talking about her experiences, she has helped shine a light on the complex emotions experienced by children due to epilepsy. Thank you so much for, for coming in today and um, offering to share your experience uh, with the listener. And um, you know, we have we have some questions that we're we're really interested in putting to you and and uh, hearing your answer. And you know, let's start at the beginning. Really, I mean, when did you first get diagnosed with epilepsy? Yeah, well, we just now. I currently work as a data analyst at Barclays in the compliance department. I'm May 27 and I got diagnosed 15 years ago when I was still at secondary school. Following various tests, including an MRI scan, 
an EEG scan, it was discovered that I have epilepsy on the temporal lobes of my brain. I was still at school at the time, and this sparked a range of emotions, making it hard to deal with initially. The teachers and fellow class members were educated, but this led to bullying as I was the only person in my year to have the in my year to have the condition. However, following my own research, appointments with neurologists, and speaking to my mum, who's a GP, it did not take me long to regain my confidence and feel more positive about my epilepsy. Yeah, 15, 15 is young, and you know, it's, uh, there's so much going on for all of us at that age when we're in the middle of these kind of teen years um, that, you know, the, this diagnosis. On top of everything else, can't have been easy. And you mentioned there actually that um, you know you experienced some bullying as well. Do you think that still goes on fifteen years later with with young folk who are diagnosed? Unfortunately, I think it does. Yes, I I've met when I was at the epilepsy a hospital, the William Quarriers Epilepsy Hospital that's in Govan, not too far from the Queen Elizabeth in Glasgow. Um, I met quite a few few other people that had only recently been diagnosed and they, they were still through their teenage years and they were experiencing the same that I'd gone through. So I was able to talk to them and explain and they, they were regaining their confidence because they were saying, well, I could go back to the school nurse, I could go and speak to my teachers and, and so on. And that's definitely what helped them. So unfortunately, it does still happen. <laughs> and you'd, you'd said there about how... It really impacted your your confidence when you were first diagnosed and trying to navigate all of that. Do you feel you've got your confidence back now? Yes, I definitely feel like it's, it's come back. You know, just as I said, um, I'd had uh, various appointments with neurologists and uh, I did quite a lot of research by myself. And since uh, mum being a GP as well, that definitely helped to to learn more about the way that the, the brain works and other parts of the body and how you can sort yourself out. And they, I gained more friendships and a lot of the family. I've got two sisters, so all of that was extremely helpful. So, yeah. Fantastic. So doing your own research really helped. They're almost like taking control over the, yes. the diagnosis. Um, and what type of seizures do you do you have and how does that affect you? Uh, well, it's the... Uh, Left temporal lobe epilepsy is uh, probably the worst, and that operates the left-hand side of my body. And taking that into account and a few of my seizures, I can have an unusual positioning in my left arm and leg and facial expressions. I've got three different types of seizures, these being generalised seizures, which are the most obvious to witness as my body begins jerking and I feel weak after the seizure has stopped. The second type are flashbacks, which involve me having a sense of deja vu as though I was still in a dream after waking up from a long sleep. And the final type of seizures that I have are absence seizures, which are also known as blanks. These blanks involve me being unaware of what's going on around me and losing my ability to behave in a sensible manner and can last up to 30 minutes. Like many people, I have no prior warning if I'm about to have an absence seizure. On the other hand, occasionally I will get a warning with the generalized seizures which involves a sense of pins and needles along my left leg. If this happens, I will sometimes be able to press tightly on my right leg, which prevents the full generalised seizure to occur. This is because my right temporal lobe is distracted by this pain, which is similar to any one of us getting a paper cut and being distracted from a conversation we might be in. When I was first diagnosed, the most common of these were the flashbacks and the blanks. An example of a blank could be a time when I was at a bus stop with one of my sisters and there were another two men waiting for the bus. 
following a nice conversation with my sister, I suddenly started the, the men, hugging the men that I didn't know, making it an awkward situation for both me and my sister. I came out of the seizure 20 minutes later, and by this time, I was sitting on the bus with my sister, who was explaining what had happened. As time has progressed, I have been in several other troublesome situations, this including me having a blank at a bus stop in Glasgow on my way home from my shift at the old Barclays office on Bothell Street during the rush hour. I was third in the long queue of people waiting to board the bus. This seizure involved me falling to the ground and speaking inappropriately. This led to several people stepping over me, ignoring me, and the bus driver drove off without me. It wasn't until a kind person came over to help me and explained that these members of the public thought I was drunk and didn't want to give any help. This lovely person told me they had looked for my emergency bracelet and had phoned my mum, who had explained what to do to help me. So just over time, you know, these things have just stayed. I've been in these troublesome situations, but it's a gradually got better. I don't have the generalised ones and I don't have blanks that last as long as 30 minutes anymore, which is good. So I'd say that's probably it. Mm -hmm. Oh, Anna, I mean, those are really powerful examples there. Thank you so much for sharing those. Um, and um, if, if it's OK, I'd like to sort of explore how all of this has impacted your mental health. So getting the diagnosis in the first instance, um, you know, having those experiences you just uh, you know detailed to us. How does that affect your mental health? Yep. I mean, unfortunately, my epilepsy is still uncontrolled. I've not had any of my generalised seizures in a vast number of months. However, it is the blanks I'm still having. These involve me being absent for less than a minute, though I can have a small sequence of these blanks. Often the public's first natural instinct is to phone for an ambulance immediately without looking for an emergency bracelet containing any contact details, which has often been the outcome for me. But before doing this, there are six simple first aid instructions you can follow to help. These are keeping other people out of the way, Clear hard or sharp objects away from the person. Place them on their side to keep their airway clear. Don't put anything in their mouth. Do not hold them down or stop the movements. And look at your watch at the start. She's having a seizure, I think. You okay, Anna? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's see, that's a, my blank kind came in there. I'll have to start from the other part. I was halfway there. Sorry. Oh, uh, no, that's yeah. no, that's okay. Uh, are, you, are you feeling just now? Are you feeling um, okay? No. Yeah, I feel okay. Yes. Okay. With these um, ones, these ones are just coming over. So, a uh, yeah, so I was just saying about my my bracelet bringing that. Where's it gone? Um, I think you were talking about the 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 six first aid steps. Yeah, yeah. And you were yeah, sort of part of the way through there. Yeah. If you wanted to start yeah, at that absolutely. part. Yeah. yeah, I've seen many epileptics wear emergency bracelets, which has useful advice. Um, and and a a where's it gone? Has a useful advice and contact details. I, I wear this uh, bracelet every day when I leave home, which has my mum's phone number, my name and a symbol on it, which stands for epilepsy. However, I'm sure that many people are thinking that this lovely piece of jewellery is not something that men are going to wear. So there are other ways to carry this useful advice, which is something I do. 
I have this information on the front screen of my smartphone and on a card in my handbag, which would be a simple method that men will often follow. With these issues, I'm very keen to educate the public because there are over 40 different types of seizures and they can occur without any obvious trigger. I'm sure when I mention the word trigger, flashing lights is the first one many people will be thinking of because it is the only trigger that a vast number of the public, ha public have knowledge of. However, this trigger is actually the most uncommon and affects only 3% of epileptics and is known as photosensitive epilepsy. But triggers can differ from person to person, common triggers being tiredness, stress, lack of sleep, drinking alcohol, a failure to take medication. Unfortunately, we don't know the trigger for myself, but uh, since, since over time we've had a look and it could possibly be tiredness or uh, perhaps it's going to be a bit more stressful. So if we unfortunately we just haven't, I've just got round to it and I've just enjoyed my life and let's just keep going. The next track is Spandau Ballet Gold. Uh, Spandau Ballet band member Martin Kemp began to have epilepsy foreign surgery to remove two brain tumours. He's passionate about raising awareness of epilepsy and his epilepsy is managed by medication. Sorry that the tears are all on I left them here I could have sworn These are my salad days Slowly being eaten away Just another play for today Oh, but I'm proud of you But I'm proud of you Nothing left to make me feel small
my God, that, that really enlightened me there. I didn't realize what, what happened and what, what, yeah, and you can't, haven't got a, you know, a treatment or a cure for it at the moment. So there's still a, a lot of research and things to be done. So well done. The questions, um, do you feel there's a stigma surrounding epilepsy? Well, I feel the, the stigma can be felt among several epileptics. In particular, I saw this uh, from others when I was at the William Quarriers Scottish Epilepsy Hospital, going on dates um, alone or meeting new people. Uh, people doing that could also be feeling ne nervous. Um, I also felt that a discrimination in various jobs and sports club I have joined. For example, a Glasgow ho hockey club, which can be a rough sport, were adamant I did not continue playing at a match, even though I had scored goals previously. However, over time, I have co conquered this stigma and tried to help others. I've found out that there are numerous charities for epilepsy up and down the country, including this fantastic Epilepsy Scotland charity we're talking to today. Since many people with epilepsy feel isolated or lonely and therefore may not want to have a go in a, at an activity they may enjoy, befriending is another service that charities provide. This service works by buddying with an epileptic that's struggling to socialise by taking them on outings such as shopping or going to a restaurant. So when I was at this hospital speaking to the others that do have epilepsy, eh, we helped each other in trying to find new hobbies and things such as um, I like doing sewing. Um, Doing things like that, that's definitely helped. Yeah. Well, that's good. As long as you've got a strong support team, uh, that seems to be one of the things that's really good. Um, the challenges, I think we've covered that when you were giving us your um, diagnosis there. But what would you say to others who have recently been diagnosed with epilepsy? I could also mention the other challenges um, I have faced as well um, that I haven't mentioned already. So, um, another the key association people have with epilepsy is struggling with their memory. It's been discovered it's been discovered that people with temporal lobe epilepsy have a higher risk a, for memory difficulties, even if their seizures are well controlled. This is because it is the second largest part of the brain, mostly commonly associated with processing auditory information and with the encoding of memory. It's often involved in understanding language and learning and retaining new information. On the bright side, I have not let any of these negative aspects of my epilepsy get me down, as I have adopted various methods to help my forgetfulness, aiding my graduation from the University of Glasgow with a degree in statistics. And even though I have to be a year free of seizures before I can drive, I also like social events and will return to hill walking and skiing. Um, I enjoy when the surgery that I'm waiting for on both my feet is fixed. And as you were saying, there was also something I would uh, say to others. Um, is that what the question was? You said, sorry, if you say that question again. What would you say to others who have recently been diagnosed with epilepsy? Yeah, I would say that ever since I... Uh, my diagnosis, I believe exploring more of your own feelings and lifestyles and speaking out to others helps you step away from the dark and feel not only about yourself, but everyone providing that support and the others you will have an opportunity to tell. Telling my story to numerous people has encouraged me to feel more positive about my epilepsy and be so grateful 
of the lovely support I have been given, not only from my friends and family, but also everyone in the splendid workplace I am a part of today. We all have to consider that not all disabilities are visible and can be managed well. This is something I will explain to those recently diagnosed with epilepsy, regardless of what type they have. I am currently trying to start an epilepsy support group where I currently work. There are several support groups at Barclays in Glasgow, such as the Mental Health Group. So following my successful presentation I did for Purple Day in March, I had numerous colleagues contact me and reveal their hidden condition that they felt so shy about discussing. This is the reason why I would like to start a support group and to help others with any issues that they might be facing. The next track is Fleetwood Mac, Go Your Own Way. Fleetwood Mac guitarist Lindsay Buckingham was taken to hospital after seizure while was on tour when he was 29. His epilepsy is now successfully managed by anti-seizure medication.
uh, I mean, this the Telling Your Story show is very much about uh, challenging the stigmas of mental health. And of course, we all have mental health and uh, it becomes compromised for a number of reasons. Um, and quite often it can be compromised if you get a diagnosis or you're living with a condition. And I'm just wondering, would you would you uh, be okay to share a bit about your experience with that? How's your mental health been? I, I feel that my mental health was affected more in the past. And this was during the initial diagnosis as I was still in secondary school. It's also affected me when I've started new jobs. For example, a company did not want to pay me for a month as they told me I was turning up drunk when this was not the case. However, following numerous appointments with psychologists, I have gained more confidence and now I am keen to explain my epilepsy with colleagues. So uh, this kind of kind of uh, discrimination doesn't happen in the workforce again. I also have lots more friends and family that help me and I've found more hobbies which also help me such as uh, doing some jigsaw puzzles, also doing a lot more sewing and making things for my friends and family for Christmas and such like. So all of these have been extremely helpful for my mental health. Telling your story on Cam Glen Radio. Hi there. Can you tell us a bit about the services that the Epilepsy Scotland provides, please? Yeah, of course. Um, Epilepsy Scotland has a free phone helpline. Um, it's open to anyone who has any questions about epilepsy or needs guidance to find the right support for them. People can call the helpline on 0808 800 And the helpline is open Monday to Friday between 10 a.m. till 4.30 p.m. Uh, the helpline team also provides a check-in service which offers regular week, weekly calls for around 10 weeks to anyone who has a diagnosis of epilepsy and may be experiencing a difficult time in their life. Our, one of our experienced helpline officers will contact the person checking in on their mental health and well-being and often support a time of day um, that suits them. And you can register for this free service um, by emailing contact at epilepsyscotland.org.uk or phoning our helpline on 0808 800 we also have a wellbeing service which provides one-to-one support sessions, breathing and relaxation classes, access to professional counselling and peer support groups. As we know, people with epilepsy can feel anxious, stressed or isolated. And this service can help you deal with this and manage those emotions and feelings. We know that epilepsy can be tough on children and young people and that is why we run youth groups in Edinburgh and Glasgow for people aged between 12 and 21. They can come together weekly to take part in fun activities and socialise with other young people who have epilepsy. We also have online groups for um, people aged between 8 and 12 and also 12 to 21 as well. We also have a welfare rights service and this provides holistic advice on welfare benefits for people with epilepsy and associated conditions. We provide information on the types of benefits available, potential entitlement, eligibility uh, and also legal tests as well. And the welfare rights team can advise on how and where to apply for benefits and help out to fill um, out welfare rights forms as well. Um, we also have an online support group um, which takes place each month. And also we've got a Facebook private support group where people can ask questions, express how they are feeling and also get support as well. And you can find out more about services on our website at www.epilepsyscotland.org.uk. Thank you very much. The next track is Bucks Fizz, Making Your Mind Up. Bucks Fizz member Mike Nolan was diagnosed with epilepsy after being involved in a coach crash. 
with his fellow band members in the 1980s. His diagnosis changed his life forever. He no longer could drive, lost his independence, and now has to deal with memory loss. It shows how big an impact epilepsy can have on people. Well, I just want to say a thank you to Ross, who I met at the, I say at the book club, for getting us in touch with epilepsy and and putting us on the right road and enlightening us to so much that uh, that's involved with this. And I think that uh, I feel really sort of enlightened by everything that's gone on and and with this with the interviews i didn't realize of all the different forms and the form that that ross had so i'm so grateful to you ross and thank you so much and uh, hope you enjoy the show bye bye